Hey guys, how's everybody doing today? Hey May, how are you? Good, how are you? Can you hear me? Awesome, I sure can. Great, thank you. We've got 14 people on the line and I know more are coming and I'm super excited for today. This is the kickoff of the Laser Lounge live stream videos on Friday. So you're the first kind of guinea pig here to kind of run us through the hoops and wickets and uh, I'm super excited to have you today. I'm so, excited to be here. Absolutely. So I'll just give you a little overview. So this is our first time to do this. Um, what we want to do is do a little something different in the Laser Lounge. We're going to bring topics that you're not seeing to date on other, on other podcasts. So some of them may be technical. Some may be about marketing and branding like today. I'm also going to be bringing in some laser company uh, representatives. And let's talk about what's coming in their future, what they're looking at down the line as far as laser technologies and product lines. And that's not just one company, it's multiple companies. I think this is a great forum to bring that up and have people ask questions and get that audience. So I wanted to say thank you, May, for coming in today and giving this the first test run. So as far as our audience goes, the people that are out there, if there's something that, uh, you know, doesn't go quite right or we're, we're here learning and, and just giving it a try. So appreciate that. So, May, I want to turn it over to you. Um, give us an introduction about yourself and also about one of our little freebies that we'll be doing today. So kind of a quick run of your background and then we'll I'm going to do an icebreaker and then we'll get into your content. <laughs> OK, that sounds good. Well, hi, everybody. We're just going to keep it very, very casual. I have my drink right here. Let's open this up. Do you have a drink? Everybody have a drink? It's Friday. I have Topo Chico. So anyway, um, my I am one of the admins here at Laser Lounge and happy to be um, to be here as well. And I'm also going to be sharing, you know, a little bit of background about myself, how I got started. Um, first of all, um, my specialty is branding and marketing and how that started. Um, it all started in um, television. Um, I was in the television um, business. I worked in the advertising department. So my job is to make sure that all the ads that are going through that are paid for are scheduled the right way. Um, that's where I met my husband. And um, shortly after that, we moved to North Carolina. Uh, I'm based in Raleigh. We have uh, three boys. Uh, we started with twins. But um, with my career, um, new and fresh in North Carolina, I wanted to start something new. And so I started working for a commercial real estate company. And so they're really big in the southeast. They have a lot of properties. And so my main goal is to make them look good internally and externally. What that means when I was brought over as um, a corporate uh, designer for them and marketing um, professional, I was responsible for making uh, some tweaks for their existing brand. And so from from there, we kind of like refined and kind of like put them on trend on what's happening in the current environment at that point. And so we went from, you know, rebuilding their brand, redesigning, looking at their color palettes, giving them a complete refresh. And then with that, we did some sort of rollout um, giving an entire package, a uh, brand styling package that we can then give throughout the people in, in, the, in, in the field. Um, since we are dealing with a lot of vendors, uh, contractors, general contractors, builders, we needed our brand to be 
a certain um, caliber. And so when we have everything in place, there's a best practice for internal use and external use. And so my job there, obviously, is creating their logo, um, developing all their brands from start to finish, collateral materials, um, print, name it, um, magazine, um, flyers, uh, annual reports. Um, if they have a trade show, I come up with the design as well. How are they going to look like? How is it all going to play out on the day of in the process? Um, I work on the production side as well, making sure that all their materials are ironed from start to finish. Uh, photography, building photography, um, interior photography, um, what else? Oh, signage. I love signage. And so if you are, you know, a builder and you're trying to develop some sort of complex, uh, a brand new mixed media um, development. And so my job is to market that property and um, entice um, people to come and, um, you know, purchase a space or become our tenant. And so I have a lot of um, experience in that kind of field. Um, and on top of that, we would do um, grand openings for buildings, um, government uh, establishments, you know, buildings. So there's a lot of protocols that you have to follow. So I'm very used to tight deadlines, um, kind of works with our laser industry because, you know, you yeah. have to follow deadlines. And so I'm just kind of like using what I've learned uh, in my back training uh, from being in that corporate environment and applying it to my um, small business. And so that's well, it really, yeah, it really shows me. And, and um, I've known you for about two and a half years, I'd say. And, and that's one thing that really stood out about your work that I noticed from the get go is that your branding and your, your pictures and how you market is a step above. It's a level up than any other makers that I've seen. Uh, so take the compliment. You, you're well-deserved. You can see it that that in your work that you've had some special training and experience that. And that's why I really wanted to bring you on today because I wanted to to kind of pick your brain and share some of that knowledge because a lot of makers, you know, we like making stuff, but we really suck at presenting it. I mean, I, I know I've got opportunities that I could do. I'm terrible about picture taking. I'm, I'm That should be the most important, but it's almost like the least that I give it. And you can definitely see a difference in yours. And just by knowing you and talking with you a little bit, you're like, oh, you just got to have your special space. And I know you'll get into it, but you've made it simple. So that's really what we're going to talk about today. And I appreciate you doing your introduction. I want to do a quick icebreaker, and then we're going to turn it over to kind of what the content will be today. And one other thing, two announcements. We're going to go about 30 minutes. That way it gives people, you know, back their lunchtime. I don't want to keep you forever, but I think that'll give us enough time to get us started today. So just, just letting you know that. And then the other thing is I've dropped in the chat. Uh, please go sign up. May has been gracious enough to give away a 30-minute consulting offer to go look at your company, your branding, uh, everything you're doing as far as your messaging, and then give you her expert advice. So that is valuable. People would pay hundreds of dollars to get that. So it's a nice free gesture from her. So please go see that, uh, that link. You fill out that form, just put your name in there, and then we're going to spin the wheel towards the end of today. So here's my icebreaker for you, May, and you don't know the question of this. So I, I, I like doing this. I think icebreakers are fun. If I came to your house tomorrow and went into your kitchen and opened your fridge, what would be in there? Um, I want to say a lot of milk. 
You must have kids. <laughs> a lot of milk. I have three hungry boys. And so we need all the milk. And I don't know what it is about milk. They'd rather drink milk than water. <laughs> <laughs> any special foods, any kind of thing that you um, really like? So the current favorite and uh, in our household, and it's pretty big on TikTok too. My kids are on, well, they're not on there. They don't have an account, but we watch it. And what shows up on my feed, it's funny. We love food and I love making food. And one of the top um, things that I see on our, on our video when we're trying to scroll, it's a bunch of ramen. And so we love noodles. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We awesome. love noodles. Well, good. Well, good. Thank you. Thank you, May. I appreciate that. All right, let's get into the meat of the content here. So you're going to talk to us today about small business owners and makers as far as, you know, their marketing and branding and messaging. So let's just talk about scenario one or however you'd like to present the content for us today. So um, we're all in the same boat, but we also have different levels of where we are in our business. And so I want to have three buckets and then we can unpack it slowly. So scenario one being you're new, you're starting from scratch, you just got a laser and you're seeing the action in the community and you're like, you know what? I want a slice of that pie. I want to start a laser business. So what are you going to do? Obviously, you're going to build a brand. You're going to have your logo. Um, you, that's kind of like your foundation. You're building, building up what you want to look like, right? And so that is your first scenario. Do you know exactly what you want? from the get-go. Some people do and some people don't. Some people probably are trying to wing it. Maybe you can try to wing it, but there's there's definitely a method to the madness. Uh, I always tell, tell this to everybody. I think if you have some sort of roadmap and you have systems in place, things kind of line up accordingly and you can follow that roadmap. Knowing that you know the line of approach you know what to do and you know what applications you need to do. Scenario two is um, maybe you're in your first year, second year, and you're kind of like getting the feel for it. You're really loving what you're doing. Um, you have an existing logo maybe, or you're in love with it, maybe not, or maybe you're really in love with it. Um, there's different ways uh, to look at this. And so for me, uh, for myself, I'm kind of like in the newer phase. And so after last year, I do, I wanted to do a refresh. And so I wanted to, after the holidays, I took a step back and reassessed, what can I do to improve my brand? What can I do um, to make myself stand out more against my competitors? Um, I look at myself locally and see what are other people are doing. And then I compare what they're doing against what what my platform is doing and so from there i can um, look and see you know what i'm going to beef up my website i'm going to beef up my style uh, my style guide i'm going to beef up my photography because that's my one of my strong points is photography and styling i'm going to beef up you know my branding elements and my assets and how will it look like throughout the, my my platforms my social platforms if i have a voice i want it to be uniform all throughout and so and that's why you have a brand because you have a voice and you're trying to spread that voice and you, and your mission within your brand and then scenario three really is um you really got it going on you're super established you have a lot of years under your belt you're you have an extreme growth you have high level of business activity and so what's next 
So yeah. in, in my mind, like you see Dunkin' Donuts, right? Um, they yeah. have a bunch of refresh. They hire um, agencies and professionals to really um, study their output with branding. And so throughout the years, you'll see their growth in design. And so if you want to be looking at those trends, um, back in the 80s, you know, the Dunkin' Donuts looked different. And look at their brand now. It's totally different. And so when yeah. you have you, when you have a brand, a strong brand like that, you're not nixing the old Dunkin' Donuts. You're just Correct. kind of like refining freshening it. it up. Yeah, yeah. I did that with mine. I'm not, you know, anything special, but even my Pate Ranch, I within the last year, I changed up the the font of Pate yes. Ranch just to give it a little bit more of a whoop-de-woo. And I could see that it was just a little stale. And some of it is because we get better in our design or our skills, right? Well, and you kind of grow up. Yeah, you kind of yeah. grow up. You mature. You know, you like certain things. Maybe um, after I did my refresh um, last year, I looked up my uh, product offerings as well. And those are the things, you know, not just your brand with your marketing. Yeah. Like look at your website and see what your bestsellers are. Do you have things that are sitting there? just collecting dust? Or are you thinking maybe, okay, with with everything going so crazy expensive, supply chain is insane, what can you do creatively yeah. you know, to set you apart from the rest of the laser businesses around you? Um, so let me, those let me ask of, you something. Yeah. What, what are the, some of the common mistakes that you see with your, your eye, your lens of people's brands? I mean, and before you answer that, for me, I see a lot of people have thin lines. It doesn't stand out. It's not bold. It doesn't catch me. Um, so I'm, I'm curious to see you being an expert and been in the field in this space. What common mistakes do you see? Like, what do you see someone's go, oh, that kind of stinks. And here's why or what I would do different. Yes. And so I think there's a few elements, especially when you're with the logo design. Let's start there because your 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 brand is being dictated by your logo, your whole outlook. And so I think I, I think somebody threw a question a few weeks ago about, oh, can I add some sort of watercolor behind my logo? I cringe a little bit when I hear the watercolor background just because you have to be thinking about your output. If I'm using Pate Ranch, if I put some sort of, um, you know, coffee stain behind it, will that look good in a black and white and in an uh, all black and all white logo? Will it look good if I'm at a pop up show and I'm doing a 3D sign with my logo? How will that look like if you're doing a trade show and I put Pate Ranch, but then you have all these things behind you that yeah. is not easily adaptable? For your output it doesn't really work and so i think you need to carefully go in with with a thoughtful mind and think okay if i have this logo what it would look like if i'm putting it on tumblers if i'm stitching it you know yeah if it's going to be is, a it, is it versatile versatile yes and um think about it if you have photoshop i like to you know, back in you know my corporate training world we would mock up um signages for buildings um you know for rbc plaza there's a prominent um uh i mean i guess landmark here in downtown raleigh and i helped design that and so um for our big tenant our, our crown tenant that means 
you know, they get highest billing on top of the building. And so we wanted to mock up what their logo would look like. And so we had to have a few different ideas for them to even finalize the approval, just because from far away, if you're driving downtown, you want that RBC logo to show up and pop. Will it show up as an all white? Maybe. Will it be lighted? You know, those are the kind of things that you need to be thinking about. You need to think creatively, not just at that moment, because you're going to be stuck with it. So if you're throwing dollars, like a lot of dollars and paying a designer, make sure you ask those questions. How how will the file end up? Will it be an EPS, an SGV, a .ai file, a .EPS? Um, Will you give me the whole font family? Because you're purchasing that. You know what I mean? And so if you are going on Etsy and maybe you found a designer, that's fine. If that's what you can afford, that's fine too. There's different levels of expertise that you can buy. You kind of pay what you want. If you pay a certain amount, you kind of, you know, get what what you you get. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So um, yeah, we had this comment, May, with the same oh, comment that? here. It's probably a maker that has been doing this a while says your your comment about the logos and how, you know, the, the bold and, and single color. That's the reason why she likes to perf- working with the larger customers and companies, because the logos are easier, right? Um, yeah. Yes. And so uh, I think Matt... Um, um, one of the admins for Laser Lounge um, threw in, you know, he uh, private messaged me and said, hey, can you take a look at this logo? I said, yeah, happy to. And he's asking, is there an easy way to quickly turn it into a black and white laserable file? I said, yeah, absolutely. And so I just kind of like, you know, put him in the right direction. Yeah. Um, that way he's not wasting all those times and kind of marrying all those paths and different things. So if you are a laser owner and you're getting those files, you know, from Google, sometimes yeah. you're going to get some really blurry files and blurry output is not, it's not good. <laughs> it's just not me, good. You're, you're right about that. And that's great advice. So let me ask another question, May. One of the things that I think that you excel at is your social media. Um, gosh, your campaign is really what it is. I see you on TikTok. Instagram. I don't know about Twitter. I'm not on Twitter, but I probably should be. I'm sure you are too. And I see you have this link tree. It looks like it must collect all of your social media accounts. What is your strategy, if you don't mind a little bit, to talk about it on how often you hit these uh, these platforms? Because I know there's algorithms that work best, right? You have to hit so many days. I'm I'm not that great at non-Facebook. I can do Facebook for the laser lounge, but I don't do great side on my business side. So just go into a little bit of your strategy and what you kind of do, if you don't mind. So um, just based on what's working for me, I know a lot of people um, are probably a far more expert than I am because maybe, um, you know, they just kind of want to utilize the reels. And so um, with regards to different platforms, I want to say if you have a certain style carry that through. It starts with a theme. If you have a theme, when you pull up your um, Instagram account, that's kind of like your uh, portfolio, if you think about it. Um, If you have like 20 million colors on there, and they're totally off brand, it hurts 
um, customer's eyes. It's just, it's so hard to concentrate and look at. But then if you are trying to do reels and you're putting it on Instagram, use that cover page and use one of your product images. And so you're not using a, you know, a screenshot feed from your reels. It will still stay on brand but you have your cover photo match your entire theme for your Instagram account. I just see a lot of, a lot of makers out there that are just, you know, doing reels because that's what Instagram is all about now. And so what they're saying is um, based on my recent Adobe um, kind of like meeting, we have these meetings every month and it was just, they just talk about what's trending, uh, what's up and coming, what are the new features for all different platforms. And so they talk about um, like with Instagram, if you have a content that's easily digestible and it's, it's a short form video, you are gonna go up in the views. You're gonna get the views, you're gonna get all the likes, and you're you, with the right hashtags, you're going to get all the likes. Um, and then on top of that, music selection. Music selection is very important. I think I tested last week. Um, there was something I was doing, and I, I think I screenshotted something, and I said, Alicia, look at this. I picked um, a sound that I'm really not in love, but the amount of people that made reels out of it helped get my likes. So I noticed that it's like you can go to that second tab and it'll show like how many people are using it. And so yes. you just pick like a high volume number. I just then... pick a high volume. It's kind of like, you know, it's really silly. Um, and they're saying now that when if you want to be seen um, in the real speed, you need to post maybe four times, four yeah. times four a week. Yeah, times. And it's just, it's too much. I mean, that's why you see all those very short contests, like three second videos. And, and I know it's hard. It's hard for it me is. too. Um, this comment here, same thing based on this comment. It's like the algorithms. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta post several times or it doesn't show up. So yeah. So uh, may I have a question here from uh, laser everything. So can you go ahead and uh, take a read of this? Okay. A lot of people ask me if, Having an eye for design is a thing you're just born with. <laughs> or it can be learned. Um, I think so. I feel like, um, um, you know, you can be, re this is a tough question, Alex. <laughs> so. I Some think, people are better at it than others. But um, I think yes, yes. Um, you can definitely train someone. That's why you have stylists, right? If you're a celebrity and you want to look the part, you want to look like the rest of everybody else in Hollywood, you hire a stylist. And so to answer your question, if you're feeling a little bit helpless, there's hope. And that's why you hire professionals and to make you look good. But if you're living on a budget, you want to, you know, look like a baller, but on a budget, be yeah. doing your research. Look what other people are doing. If you are, you know, doing signs, model what yourself, model, yeah, model kind of off like, of someone else. Exactly. Look at what other other people are doing, but don't copy them. You know, yeah. your own spin. Uh, you can definitely develop your own sense of style. Um, everybody, you know, likes different things. I like different things. You like different things. And so, what speaks to my soul might not speak to you. Yeah. And, and, um, one of the things that I, I see a lot of makers have some fault at is based on how you design your website, your 
your whatever it is, your your marketing page, you might turn some people off if you don't stay a little neutral, right? Like, um, like if you like stuff that's kind of dark and goth, it, it, it may limit some of your exposure to an ex, you know, more of an audience. So sometimes bring your personality, but keep it neutral, right? I mean, I don't know. I'm just assuming. Uh, I mean, I agree. I think um, you can have, you can have different buckets, right? You, you have a, your point of sale platform where you're selling your yeah. stuff. Either it can be Etsy or a standalone website. For me, my standalone website is different from my social platform. My social platform, ha- you know, it contains a little bit more personality. And so you just need to have the right attitude when it comes to, okay, if I'm selling something, I'm going to put in real life photography pictures on there. I'm going to put stage photos on there. Um, I'm not going to take pictures and just slap it onto my website. I mean, be thinking about it. Like I do. (laughs) (laughs) You have come a long So, I mean, um, when I started, you know, I was just trying to take pictures just to take pictures. You know, I'll I'll probably have it in my living room, you know, while I'm sitting with my dog or with my kids. But as you evolve as a small business owner, be thinking about, okay, how can I make this look good? You know, you just need to spend that little bit of extra time. And here's my my um, my little bit of um, I want to say. Uh, production, um, behind the scenes, like recipe. So let's say I'm making something. Throughout the process, I'll be filming, I'll be taking pictures, and I'll be taking final photography. All all those three things I'm doing while I'm making something, those are cataloged. So when I have them on catalog, I can pick and pull different things and put them on my website, put it on um, Instagram, put it on YouTube, put it on, you know, TikTok however you want to do it. Everything you're doing, like they said, I don't know if you've heard, you've heard this voice, everything is content. Everything is content. So I mean, everything is content. You can use it to your advantage. And that's the beauty about small, our, our niche community, like our, our laser business, you are making things, you are not sending it off somewhere and somebody else is doing it. So your production is here. Another question for you, May. Do you think it helps to share relatable content, um, like personal kinds of stuff? I, I often do this with my farm animals or my ranch, but yeah, I'd be loving to hear what your opinion is on that. Um, I honestly think having some um, content that shows a lot more personality about the maker itself is very important. Uh, I've seen a lot of boost. Um, it's not my thing. I don't like being on camera a lot. Um talking to you right now is really giving me severe anxiety. You're doing a great job. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I think if you put a little bit of personality and that's what people want, that's what people are buying. They're buying you and what you can bring to the table. And so I say, put your face out there. Like I did yeah. last week. Um, I was surrounded by my orders and I just took some pictures and um, I've gotten the most likes this month because of that. So definitely put yourself out there. I also like it when people, I mean, I'm a pet lover, so maybe it's different if you're not a pet lover, but I, I think it's cute when I see some of uh, people's products and even yours uh, with, with, with Leo, right? The, an adorable setting with a cute dog. It, it just, it draws your eye in, especially uh-huh. to the pet market too. I think the pet market is huge 
and that we don't is, play into yeah. that enough. I think we've talked about that pet industry is, is pretty large. And so think creatively. What's in your household that you think is interesting? I mean, yeah. Uh, do you have a talented kid or whatever? You know, are you a, a soccer mom? You know, then leverage that. You can be selling things for that niche industry. Um, so for from for me, um, you know, just my dog, I developed like a little bit of collection for him. Something pet related because yeah. I want he is included in my family and he is included in the in the house of me designs. And so um, he is my mascot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's very smart of you. You know, we were talking a little bit about the postings and how often you need to do it. And what what I've done and you'll get there soon, too, with your boys when they grow up, you can leverage your teenage kids or friends to, hey, help me out with social media and help, you know, boost my post and post things for me. I get my daughter Reagan to do that all the time, or I'll have her help me out with a, you know, a reel that I'm trying to put together because it's that, that twenties, that teenage audience, that that's their medium of getting uh, marketing and stuff. I mean, I'm in my fifties and I don't really go to TikTok to shop or to Instagram, but people do of that age, that, that generation. And yes. so it's huge. So leverage those people in your family. Yeah, I agree. I think it comes, um, you know, it's a second nature for them to create content. And when we are so busy with our with our production life, um, you can see back there, I have uh, a mountain load of things I have to do. And so, you know, as much as I want to, you know, making more reels and things like that, it's hard. I think um, you can um, schedule your content. And I've done that when I'm on vacation, you can definitely do that um, plan. Um, if you're so good at planning, use that to your advantage. You can be thinking a month ahead of time and be ahead of the ball game. If you're thinking Christmas in July, be thinking about that two months before yeah. and then start cataloging all those things. Put them on your carousel, on your schedule, and then that way it sits there. You can tweak yeah. it later on if you want. Um, I normally do that. But sometimes life happens. And so if you think it's relevant, post it. If you think it's not, skip it. Yeah, great, great ad. So a couple of things. We've got about five minutes left. So one announcement. I want to make sure if, you, if you're if you interested in the, the giveaway that May's doing today, it's 30 minutes of her consulting time to work with you one-on-one -on -one with your brand and your marketing. She'll give you some feedback and some expert opinion. Please sign up with the form that I've dropped in the comments page. We're going to do that drawing in about five minutes. So that should be in there. So that's one thing. And um, the other thing I want to ask you, May, is let's say I'm new and I want to read and I want to do my logo. How much do you put your personal stuff into it? Or do you stay neutral, right? So like a lot of people will use their last name. You've used your first name. Some people use just, you know, random things. I, I just see a lot of people struggling with, coming up with the name of their business. What what would your advice be to somebody if they say, how do I start figuring out what to name my company? What would you advise that? I think if I had to go back and start, I would have named my company different. But then um, coming from my professional, um, you know, um, history, um, after leaving the corporate world, all my peers still wanted my services. And so I started consulting and doing freelance work for um, big companies, medium-sized companies and small businesses. And so they know me as May. 
And so um, when I started full time, you know, my laser business, it just made sense to have some sort of, you know, uh, umbrella under the May designs. And so I'm doing I'm still doing a little bit of graphic design on the side and consulting, but then I'm also doing some sort of merchandise. And so if you kind of think of Joanna Gaines where, you know, she's got her um, umbrella and then you kind of build from it. Um, not everybody is as talented as her, but um, I do love her. But anyway, I think you should really thoughtfully think, okay, what speaks to you? Um, be thinking about icons. What can you be thinking of? So I live in North Carolina. Um, Raleigh is, uh, is, you know, where I am and it's the city of Oaks. And so if I were to restart my business, I'm going to build off of that because that's, that's part of my area. That's where I'm from. And, um, just give it a little bit of flavor, but don't go crazy. I think show some restraint when you're, when you're building your brand, your logo, um, have the clarity, clean message, make sure there's a purpose. Cause you're going to be using that all throughout your, when you, if you're still in business, I mean, you're going to use it forever. And yeah. so and then be consistent. If you have that brand, that look, carry that all across the board. And so what your output looks like should match your brand. Yeah. I think what I like, you know, my, I wouldn't say mine is the best, but I just kind of went with my own ranch is what it was named. But I think for me, and this was probably, I think you would agree with it. When I'm at a show or someone asked me about my company and how I came up with it, I really lighten up talking about it because I love my ranch. I mean, I really do. I love my ranch more than I do my company. Right. And so I flourish and I can talk about the history of it, you know, what I make out of it. And, and it means something to me. And, and I would think that you would want to have that with your own company name, right? It's, is it a story? Like I always like to say, it's a story I can tell to people and pull them in and then they'll like that story. And then they may be more interested to buy something from me. That's just kind of the philosophy I went with it. And I, I like your story because that's kind of like your elevator pitch, right? If you yeah. are going to a company and you want to get their business through attention, you can use that to your leverage. You say everything is made at Pitt Ranch. You know, we mill our own wood. We have cedar. We have, you know, X, Y, and Z. We have all these tools and equipments and the latest technology, and we can customize anything for you. You dream it, we make it. So yeah. that's your logo. Uh, that's your slogan. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Your tagline. So one other thing, some of you know, some of you don't, but May is a brand ambassador for Adobe and her skills are off the charts when it comes to the Adobe creative suite. And uh, some of the things that I've learned from her recently have been very helpful. You guys probably see me do a lot of drop a lot of pictures with text and fonts and so easy to do in, in uh, sorry, that's my alarm going off. So easy to do it with Adobe. It's time. It's so easy to do with Adobe Express. So I want you to follow May's YouTube channel. Uh, so if you're on YouTube, subscribe to me and then subscribe to her. And then you can get a lot of great content because she's going to be dropping her videos on how to with Adobe and design and Express, etc. So please both like, both subscribe to our channels and that way we can bring you more content. And what I'm going to do now, I'm going to let you go ahead and say a couple statements in closing. And then I'm going to go ahead and get the list of names to um, yeah, put into the giveaway. Names. I'm going to so go ahead. Give your yeah. Give your kind of final advice. Wrap up. Okay. Here. 
So definitely, um, this is kind of like the staple when it comes to branding. Uh, be thinking about the three C's. For me, it's clarity, consistency, and commitment. And I've already explained clarity, obviously, earlier. You, know, you need to have some sort of purpose. You need to have a clean message. Consistency, you just want your brand to have the same output across all your platforms. Either is it print, socially, or when you're a pop-up market. You want to have that sense of okay, we have a style. And then commitment. Um, I know it's hard to stay on brand, but staying focused really helps. It helps with brand recognition. It helps train your customers to see you and who you are as a brand. Awesome. Thank you for that. I appreciate your time today. Let me get our screen set up here. All right. So pretty fancy. We're trying something new today. We thought, hey, this would be a great opportunity to use some new tools on the fly. So we're going to, I'm going to spin this here in a second, but in closing, I want to say thank you to May and I appreciate uh, the, all the time that you give to the page as a bartender is what I like to call it. So as one of the, one of the, our contributors is helping tremendously. And um, one of our special guests we'll have in at the end of this month will be Grant from Thunder Laser. He's in our, on the sales team. So we're going to get some insight to uh, what they're doing over there at Thunder. We've also reached out to, to, uh, Pyburn, we're going to get them in here. And so we're going to get a, a list of folks to bring some good content to y'all. So I want to thank you, everyone, today. And we'll go ahead and get this thing rolling. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> oh. Ooh, looks like it's David Brown. All right. All right, David. Exciting. So we've got your contact info and may will be reaching out to y'all. Hey, listen, y'all, it's uh Friday, the what is today? The 29th. So the 29th. I'm gonna close up shop here and head on into big old H Town and go pick up my Bronco. So want to say thank you and May for a gift. I've got a special Pate Ranch cup for you. I'm gonna put your logo on one side and laser lounge on the other. This I like it. of me and Swig. So thank you. And I want to say shout out to our sponsor today, Thunder Laser USA. And we will see you guys next, next time on a Friday. Hope y'all enjoyed it today.